Introducing Carvana Value Tracker, where you can track your car's value over time and learn what's driving it. It might make you excited. Whoa, didn't know my car was valued this high. It might make you nervous. Uh Uh-oh, market's flooded. My car's value just dipped 2.3%. It might make you optimistic. Our low mileage is paying off. Our value's up. And it might make you realistic. Mm, Car prices haven't gone up in a couple weeks. Maybe it's time to sell. But it will definitely make you an expert on your car's value. Carvana Value Tracker. Visit Carvana.com to start tracking your car's value today. Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands, plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. Hello, good morning, angels, and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Alana. I normally say Lanny. I don't know. I'm just going by Alana today. Today, But anyways, I'm super excited as always for today's episode. We have Kira Jones, the founder of Cacti Wellness Collective. It is an app that is focused around virtual workouts, meditations, and productivity workshops for ambitious women. I actually have a workshop that's going live on the app. I can't remember the exact date, but it will be live soon if it's not live already. So you can definitely go and check that out or follow Kira or Cacti Wellness Collective on Instagram. Everything will be linked in the show notes as always to know when it goes live and all the deets surrounding that. But until we have Kira come onto the podcast, I think you guys are actually really going to like this episode. Um, We discuss things from what led her to start Cacti Wellness, um, what it's like being an entrepreneur, scheduling yourself, working for yourself, how to set boundaries, balancing a healthy and active lifestyle, being productive and efficient, um, maintaining a healthy sleep schedule, all those things. We discuss it in the episode. But until then, let's start with our weekly intention. My weekly intention is to continue to dive back in to reinstating my routines and my rituals and doing everything that really allowed me to show up as my highest self and feel my best and allow me to really perform my best mentally, physically, and emotionally. I feel like I've spoken about this on previous week's episodes, but I just really feel like I've let myself have a lot of fun and I'm super grateful for that and I really enjoyed that and I don't regret it at all, but it's starting to hit a point where it's no longer balanced and I really need to get back into those routines. And it's, I would just want to clarify that it's not this mindset of restriction that I'm restricting myself from things. It's just leaning into those good habits and really trying to reinstate them in a very natural way. Um, I enjoy these habits. They don't feel like chores to me. I really need to get my sleep schedule back into order as I've been talking about for months. And I feel like I'm finally starting to get a grasp on that. It feels really good. It feels good to get seven to nine, like seven to nine hours of sleep at night opposed to like four, maybe five or six hours. So just like leaning back into my good habits, routines, and rituals. Let me know if you want a podcast episode on this. Maybe that will be the solo episode that I do next week, but you can let me know on the Morning Ray podcast Instagram. That's where I like to chat with you guys or on Lanny Be Fit, but it's more likely for me to see your 
DM if you DM on the podcast Instagram, always linked in the show notes. But I just really want to be in the good books um, and make myself feel really good again. It gets exhausting always partying and drinking and staying out late and it gets tiring eating a lot of takeout and I've actually been getting really good at making coffee at home. I only bought coffee out once this week. So very proud of myself. Little pat on the shoulder for Lanny and making a lot more home-cooked meals. I actually have been making all my meals at home this week, which is super great. And I had the opportunity to make some HelloFresh. I'm working with them on my Instagram. So definitely go check that out if you haven't already. Show some love over there. It was actually a really, really good meal. It's I've ordered HelloFresh before like on my own. And so I knew that I loved it. It just it, took me a little reminder to get back into it and I loved it and it kind of like sparked my love for cooking again. I feel like I've been doing a lot of breakfasty, um, low maintenance meals and I kind of miss getting busy in the kitchen and constructing all these fun meals. Um, it's definitely been fun getting back into my sleep schedule, getting back into eating home-cooked meals, trying to be a bit more mindful with my spending habits. Next, I want to really try to encourage myself to get back into reading. I always see Leanne reading, so hopefully that encourages me and motivates me and inspires me to get back into reading myself. A few of you DM'd me about some recommendations for books. I'm definitely going to go check those out. I will. I don't remember them off by hand right now. There's in my DMs on Instagram, but I think one of them was The Seven Husbands of Evelyn – let me not butcher this. The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I recommended that. And there is another book. I don't remember the name, but I want to try get back into reading. Maybe not this week, but the following week. Like I said, always slowly introduce habits to build those routines. That's what I'm doing. And I guess that is kind of like my tip of the week. Just like slowly introduce yourself back into your routines. Everyone's always like, what do I do if I fall off of track? Like, how do I get back into my good habits? I fell out of them the same way that you got into them. Like, just like kind of like snap yourself back into it, but be easy on yourself. No, it's not always going to be perfect every single day. You're human. You're going to make mistakes. Some days are going to be easier. Some days are going to be harder, but just keep moving forward. That's all that matters. Um, And through troubles shows resilience and helps build strength. So just keep moving forward. Keep pushing the needle forward. You've got this. You got this, girls. You got this, guys. Majority of you are girls that are listening, but whoever's listening, you've got this. Um, And that leads me into current faves. I am back on my hot coffee kick. I've been making lattes at home. I started to lower my caffeine intake a little bit. I'm still enjoying having two coffees, but I was putting three to four shots of espresso in each coffee every day. And so now I'm limiting it to two shots. And then here's the kicker. So I do two shots of espresso, which I brew using my espresso machine. I have a DeLonghi, I think that's how you say it, DeLonghi Dynamica. It's a really expensive machine. I'm, I'll be quite frank. It is expensive. It's a fully automatic espresso machine. That's what I wanted. But you can do the same thing with an espresso or any other um, espresso machine. So I do two shots of espresso. And then while that's brewing in my Nespresso frother, actually it is Leanne's. It's not mine. It's ours, I guess you could say, because it's in our apartment. I put some silk unsweetened cashew or almond milk 
And then I put some silk vanilla almond milk creamer, really makes it frothy, a little bit of cinnamon or cinnamon sugar if I'm feeling spicy. And then I put it on like the highest setting of froth and it makes it so, so frothy. And I pour that over my espresso shots and it's so delicious. That first sip is like heaven. Something about the first sip of that coffee, especially in the morning, chef's kiss. So, so good. So obsessed with my hot coffees. Definitely going to get back on my flat white game, game grind obsession. I already know I am. I love my flat whites. I don't know how to make them at home. I know you can make a ristretto shot, but I think that's essentially an espresso shot cut short. I think that's what I read somewhere. Um, and then like the milk is frothed differently, but I love ordering those from local coffee shops and Starbucks. So delicious. So good. Um, another current fave are the Bondi Boost shampoos and conditioners. I have, I'll let me grab the exact name for you. I have the HG shampoo for thinning hair it, it does. So this cult favorite, this is a gentle cleansing shampoo developed for thinning hair types to support healthier, fuller, and thicker looking locks. It's for straight, wavy, and curly hair, fine, medium, and thick um, ingredients. I found this really interesting. It has Rendasil, which is like theirs. It's like something they trademarked um, or co- sorry, copyrighted. I think R is copyright correct me if I'm wrong, Um, which supports healthy hair growth and helps reduce the hair loss. And then it has Procapil, which helps fight the follicle aging process to prevent hair loss. And then Hydrolyze Jojoba Esters, which smooths the cuticle and helps reduce breakage and stress on the hair shaft. Um, If you guys have been following me for a while, you'll know that I damaged my hair when I went super, super blonde back in 2019. And I've been trying to repair my hair since. I naturally have very fine hair. I have a lot of it, but it's very fine, which makes it thin. So this has been helping. And if you like search online, you can see the results. And I found actually a picture. I spoke about this on my blog. I've been vlogging again. My YouTube's Alana Bloomberg. But I found a picture of my hair from the beginning of 2020. And my hair has improved so much. I'm not saying it's just from the shampoo. I only just started using this recently. But hair health and hair revival is very much possible. So I'm using this shampoo. And then I'm using the Rapid Repair Conditioner. So it's the... I'm like on Sephora right now. It's the Bondi Boost, which is um, from Australia. It's the Rapid 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 Repair Strengthening Shampoo. So both of them are like focused around like hair growth, um, repair, conditioning. The shampoo is like very hydrating. Same with the conditioner. So the conditioner is a repairing and strengthening conditioner with hydrating benefits developed for dry, damaged, and brittle hair types. Um, it's for a straight or wavy. My hair is like curly wavy. Um, it's for hair concerns of dryness, frizz, damage, split ends, and breakage. Key benefits are strengthening and reparative formula, repairs dry and damaged hair, increased shine and manageability. Um, there's lots of great ingredients and they're all vegan and cruelty-free, which is awesome. I really, really love them. Highly, highly recommend. I also really like the Kerastas Blonde Absolute. Um, it's like a shampooing conditioner situation. Um, let me tell you what it is. 
care. So I have like their blonde absolute blonde. I have the strengthening hair oil, which I like to put in after I put heat on my hair and like style it. I really like the blonde absolute strengthening hair mask for very damaged blonde hair. It's great after you dye your hair to use it on the first wash. And then I also have the cream shampoo, which is essentially like a moisturizing shampoo. You don't have to put conditioner in afterwards. I do though. And I absolutely love it. I've been using it at least like once a week, sometimes like two times a week. It's super great. Um, but been loving those hair products. And of course, the Olaplex bond smoother and bonding oil. Love, love, love. So this intro is getting really long, but I'm super obsessed in summary with my hot coffee and my current hair care situation. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Kira Jones. I'm going to bring her on and here is Kira. Hi guys. So I'm here with Kira. Welcome to Morning Ray. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. We just did our a little pod swap, so we, we know how each other are, but I felt like it was right to ask. <laughs> yes, yes. We just recorded a little workshop for Kira's platform, Cacti Wellness, so you can definitely go and subscribe and check that out. Um, lots of tips about motivation and how I manage my million and one jobs and all the good stuff. But for those who don't know you, who are you, where are you from, and what is your zodiac sign? All right. A girl after my own heart asking my zodiac (laughs) sign. I love that. Um, I'm Kira Jones. I am from – so I've kind of lived all over. I'm from the Midwest. I went to school in Chicago, um, and then I moved to LA, and just a few months ago in February, I moved to New York City. So now I'm based in New York. Oh, and my zodiac sign, duh. I'm a Pisces. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know if I know any Pisces. Like no, I'm a Leo. Okay. I can totally see that you're a Leo. <laughs> yeah. In, in all the best ways. Like you are the star of the show. I can totally see that. Um, Pisces are like very – so it's interesting because I'm a Pisces, but I'm an Aries rising. So Aries – like your rising sign, I'm sure you know, but it's like mm-hmm. kind of how you present yourself, like your first impression. And I think that's really fitting for me because like I'm very like go, 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 kind of like in your face. But then internally I'm very like – watery and sensitive and that's very (laughs) Pisces. Yes, I was getting like Aries energy from you. I tend to attract Aries a lot. Like a lot of my good girlfriends are Aries. Um, My rising is a Libra and my moon is a Gemini. Okay, my moon's an Aquarius, which I don't really relate to Aquarius. I had an ex that was an Aquarius and so I think I'm like just like don't like it because of that, but <laughs> it's my moon sign. <laughs> um, but Libra is good. I have a lot of Libra friends because that's very like balanced and kind of like the peacemaker. So I feel like I can see that with you too. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so you have and run Cacti Wellness. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, Cacti Wellness Collective is an app. It's an online platform. It's all streaming video. Um, and we do productivity workshops, wellness, um, I guess wellness videos as well. So workouts and meditations and everything's under 20 minutes all on your phone. It's really easy to use. Um, and the idea behind it is really to combine wellness and productivity and have a place where you can really achieve what I like to call work-life success. So not necessarily work-life balance, but just feeling successful in all aspects of your life. Um, So we 
we give you the tools to manage your time and kind of learn like the um, video that Lanny and I just did, learn a little bit more about how to be more confident, how to be motivated, how to set good habits, um, also strategies for how to manage your time. And then we show you what you can do with that time with workouts, meditations, and everything's really focused on millennial women, um, women in their 20s and 30s who are career driven, super ambitious. So it's all, I think, a little more relatable in that sense than a lot of other, um, you know, apps that are meditation focused or specifically workouts. But yeah, that's that's what it's all about. And we launched in February, same month I moved to New York. It was a crazy, <laughs> a lot going on at once, wasn't planned that way. But yeah, we launched in February with the app and it's been great. It's been really fun. Wow. And yeah, it's amazing. It's an amazing platform. And if you guys haven't checked it out, I highly, highly recommend. But what I'm curious, because I feel like so many people are starting like courses or like little apps and different things. What led you to want to start your platform and everything with that? So I think I had like the passion for um, the concept before I really knew what I was going to do with it. So I was working at Equinox, which is like a health club. Do they have Equinox in Canada? Yes, there's two in Toronto. I don't know about anywhere else in the country, but there's two and like they're both in like the most like prestigious areas. They're in Yorkville, which is like really bougie, looks the most (laughs) like New York. And then also Bay Street, which is like financial district, like where all like the finance boys go and then they go and work out there. Yes, (laughs) that's like, I mean, that's exactly how it is in the States, but it's, it's like a luxury fitness club. I was working there in Chicago, just front desk. And then when I graduated college, I moved to LA, took a sales position there. Um, and yeah, that was kind of like my path straight out of college. And I, um, have a marketing background though. I always kind of knew eventually it was going to do something a little bit more than just that sales role. Um, cause it was a pretty like entry level role, but what I did learn there was a, how much I love just the fitness industry and like wanted to stay in it and B, um, I saw a lot of people coming to and from work. The, we had a lot of tech people in our area. So it was mostly like tech um, entrepreneurs or employees. Mm-hmm. And we, I would just see how they were, you know, really exhausted from their day or stressed about going in. But while they were at the gym, they just felt so alive and happy. And everyone was always in a good mood. I was seeing people at the high point of their day. Then I started doing some corporate programs through Equinox where I would basically go into companies, into their companies and and say like, here's what we have to offer. Try a free week or have a free personal training session or whatever to try to get them into the gym. And what I found was that, um, you know, people that are working desk jobs, nine to five, especially before we were all working from home and people were truly in an office and commuting, they didn't have any sort of fitness um, schedule or like routine. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to tell someone to join a gym if they don't even work out at all. And I was like, there has to be an easier way to kind of get people getting active, feeling good, feeling well um, without going as far as being like, you need to join a gym, pay a bunch of money and come five times a week. And so anyway, that's kind of where like the concept started in my head. And when I left Equinox, I started an Instagram page and a blog. Um, and eventually it just kind of evolved. My boyfriend, uh, used to have an app and he was like, you really need to turn this into an app. Um, it, it just kind of makes sense to be content based like that. So yeah, once, especially once COVID hit, it just seemed like a good time to bring everything online and make it super accessible. So that was the journey. I love that. And it's funny because now 
like it's on an app and before it was like all these tech people that you saw so it's like two different worlds I will tell you I never thought it would be an app like I I never thought I would have an app because I just didn't to me that meant I was gonna have to do all these things that I didn't know how to do but I've you know learned to outsource and so I wasn't like the one building the app I was just the one kind of like directing what needed to happen Mm -hmm. um and so yeah it's it is funny though with the text that I never thought I would have like a tech product but for it was it was a good vehicle for what what the content is yes for sure and then it's like in the palm of everyone's hand it's super easy to take on the go um how did you build up enough like self-confidence self-esteem to be able to leave equinox and to go full force and promote this everywhere because I feel like a lot of the issues is that people live in fear of judgment of others or fear of failure or not being able to fulfill whatever dream or vision they have so how did you encourage yourself to take that leap of faith yeah I think it was Uh, definitely it's always a work in progress and there's still times now where like I either have imposter syndrome or just feel like you know wake up and I'm like what am I even doing like is this working is why is it taking so long like you know and I I have days Mm -hmm. like that for sure but I think overall a I love what I'm doing so um I I that helps a lot and then when it came to leaving Equinox I knew that I was just stagnant in what I was doing. What I, The job I had was sales and it was like basically just helping people get signed up for the gym. And it was really fun because I got to meet so many cool people. I, my, everyone I worked with was like young, hot, into fitness. Like that part was all great. But I just kind of knew that I was missing something. And what I realized mm-hmm. it was, was like that creative aspect. Like I'm a very creative person and that type of job, you just don't get to do anything that's that creative. So um that was kind of, I think what gave me the confidence to leave was because I was like, I know that no matter what, I can't be here forever. Cause I'm, it's just not going to happen. Um, so that kind of gave me like that push to leave. But then when I left, I, I'm the type of person where I'm like all in once I make a decision. And so I decided I was going to quit and I didn't have something lined up, but I was like too overwhelmed to job search while I had while I was still working full time. Mm -hmm. And so I put in my two weeks and knew I had like a three month buffer financially to kind of like figure it out. Um, And I thought I was going to go get another nine to five job. And at that point I started freelancing and and working on cacti on the side just so I had more flexibility with my schedule. Um, And that just kind of came from like me telling everyone that I was leaving and that I am good at social media. I can like manage your social media. I can help you with email newsletters, just like brought back all the stuff that I learned in college. And I was like trying to like pimp myself out on people being like, do you need this? Is there any chance you like would need someone to do this? And actually so many people were like, yeah, actually I do need that. And, you know, it just kind of was like word of mouth and me just, um, I guess, having the confidence to know that I was I wasn't like lying that I, you know, knew how to do these things I did, but I also did a lot of like learning as I went. So I don't know. I'm kind of going in circles with this question, (laughs) but yeah, I think that that the, the confidence kind of comes from, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm confident because I was doing things and not actually because I felt confident internally. It wasn't like, oh my God, I feel so ready to just quit my job and have no idea what's coming. It was more like once I was doing it, I just kind of kept the momentum going. Yeah, like you let yourself fall into the things that you did know to lead you into what you wanted to eventually reach. Totally. Um, 
What is advice you would give to someone that is working their nine to five, they're unhappy and they're kind of looking to either go work in a different career or start on their own? Um, What is like a piece of advice or a few pieces that you wish you knew when you were leaving? Yeah. So I think something that I did, but I wish I would have done a little bit more of was get really sure on why... I wanted to, why I wanted to leave and what I, what I felt like I was missing, what I was looking for. You know, I knew I wanted to leave, but I think I, I did some of this, like, what am I missing? And I think that's where I found the creative aspect, but Mm -hmm. I think that's what I would really advise. If you're unhappy in your job, like get super clear on what you're unhappy with. Is it the management style? Is it the actual work that you're doing? Is it that you're commuting two hours every day? Like it, it could be so many different things, but I think coming to terms with what that is, is a great way to like kind of lead you into your next step. Um, And then I think, you know, knowing I'm not the best with budgeting and I'm kind of someone that will like take a big leap without really. Being super busy can make it really easy to fall into a dinner time recipe rut or even with your lunches. Any meal honestly can get you into a rut, especially with a busy schedule this fall. You can keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week. So there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. It's truly a no-brainer. It does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-proportioned and ready to cook along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. It's never been easier. I personally love HelloFresh as a way to get exposure to new recipes, make my life a bit easier as a busy 20-year-old in the city, and I love that it's worry-free, it's super easy, it's convenient, and gets delivered straight to my door. Go to HelloFresh.com 50Ray and use code 50Ray for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50RAE and use code 50RAE, 50RAE for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And thank you for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. I'm not, I don't play it that safe. Um, so I think a lot of people would say, well, make sure that you like, you know, Mm -hmm. can fully support yourself. I was kind of like, I have three months and I need to make it happen. And like, I do really well under pressure. So I just knew I would figure it out. But, um, I think that if that, if you were someone that that's going to stress you out and push you back into a job you don't like, then you need to be like super prepared for the fact that you might be kind of having this like um, tumultuous time for a couple Mm -hmm. of months trying to get your footing. And, um, yeah, it's not for the faint hearted. Like, I think you need to be, just know that it's going to be difficult, but that shouldn't stop you from doing it. It's just definitely, it's not easy, but I think that if you feel passionate enough about, you know, leaving or you're unhappy enough and you kind of get to that breaking point, then you should really listen to that because I don't, I have a firm belief that it doesn't, it doesn't magically get better. Like if you're not doing well at work or you don't like who you're working for, their management style, that's not going to change overnight. So it's really on us as the employee or, you know, to the the person that's going through it to really advocate for yourself and like get what you need out of the situation. 
Yeah, for sure. And I feel like this can apply to someone who might be wanting to leave their job, whether it be to like go into another job or just start their own thing. But a lot of the times, like being fearful of what people will think of you for quitting or starting your own thing is a lot of the time what prohibits you. And you're going to seem crazy. You're going to seem kind of weird when you start God. Like I looked crazy and weird posting. Like I was like already like insta famous like before at that it's in quotations I'm still not insta famous but like you you guys know what I mean before like I really had a following like and people I'm sure like spoke about me behind my back and said oh do you see what Alana's doing like she's posting like fitness stuff like who does she think she is like I'm sure like people have had those conversations but I kept going with it and like it's turned into something that I really love and I kept doing it because that's what I wanted and I knew that's what I wanted and I knew working for myself and having that autonomy over everything is what would make me happy. I I never really loved working for someone else unless it was like in a small company where the corporate culture is really good. I think corporate culture is everything. Um, but just like going with my gut and knowing what I like, realizing what I did like about my jobs and using that to my advantage to ensure that I had that when I started to work for myself, even though I still work for someone, it's like very like both right now. And I think also going off of that too, like knowing what you're motivated by. And it sounds like I think anyone that kind of, you know, does something a little bit more non-traditional is probably motivated by this, but it sounds like we're both motivated by what I consider freedom. So it's like, yeah, money is great. And, um, you know, power is great. And I'm trying to think of what other people would say. Um, responsibility, like having more responsibility, all those things are great. But I think for me, what it is, is it's like, I want the freedom to do what I want to do with my time. And Mm -hmm. luckily for me, it's like, I am obsessed with working. So it's not like that means I'm just like going on vacation all the time, but I just like to be able to know that like, if something were to happen to my family and I had to go home or if, um, I don't know, something was like really exciting happening one day and I really wanted to go that like I could have that freedom to do those things. Yes. And um, that I think, and that doesn't even have to be anyone else's, but it, but knowing that is also really helpful when you're like either leaving a job or making a shift, knowing what you, what's going to fulfill you at the end of the day, because maybe it is money. And then you need to make sure you're like setting yourself up into a place where that's going to be a really lucrative experience. Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe it's, you know, the power or like responsibility. And then it's probably makes sense to like climb the corporate ladder. But I think that knowing that will also like really help to make you more happy in, in what you're doing. Yeah, hundred percent. In being an entrepreneur or even like working, just working for yourself or even now, I guess like a lot of people are struggling with this with like working from home. A lot of people are still working from home after like sort of, sort of very minimally coming out of the pandemic because I feel like all over the place, it's so different everywhere. But it can be really hard to find that work-life balance. And I'm sure you have struggled with it a bit, but how do you find balance um, or success in all areas of your life, whether it be in your personal life, whether it be in your health and wellness, whether it be in your job, whatever that means to you, how do you find balance and success in that? I think something really important to me is taking inventory and like reflecting and then kind of goal setting for every couple of weeks. I try to do it like once a month. I have a spa. I use, um, it's called the self-care planner. You can get it on Amazon, but it has in the, um, at the monthly description when you're like writing through the dates, there's also some pages to kind of do like reflection. How was your mood this month? How was your like social life and all of that? And um, 
I think my priorities are usually like family work and then my wellness, my personal wellness and well-being. Um, and everything else is like social life and, you know, fun things are important to me too. But I, I find that that's the first thing that I kind of like let fall off when I'm um, really focusing in on the other things. And mm-hmm. that's okay with me. That's just kind of like, I don't think it's possible to have a hundred percent of all. So just knowing what's most important to you is great. Um, but I think also like, for example, I'm really bad at calling people back and really bad at texting people back. And like my friends know that about me. So it's okay, but it's also not me showing up as the best friend that I can. So like this month for September in my planner, I wrote like call one friend every week, like make sure to call a friend and have a conversation because most of my friends don't live by me. So like Mm -hmm. I need to make the time to go out and call them on a walk or something and like have that catch up conversation that I know I'll be so happy that I had. Um, but yeah, I think like that's an example kind of for the personal side of things right now, but I do that for all these different categories every single month. And then at the end, I, you know, I don't like get hard on myself if I didn't do exactly what I said I was going to do, but it's like a good chance to reflect and be like, oh yeah, no, I didn't actually focus on what I thought I was going to focus on. And either is that because it's not that important to me or is it because I like wasn't being responsible for that part of my life. So I think Mm -hmm. frequent checking in on yourself and really what you want, like what Kira wants, what Lanny wants, not what everybody else is acting like you should want and making sure that you're fulfilling that for yourself is like a huge thing, especially with working from home where, um, well, for me, it's like this always, but there's just Mm -hmm. not a lot of structure. I make my own structure. So, um, really kind of like forcing yourself into having that structure of how you want to spend your time is super important. Yeah. A lot of people ask me like, cause my boss is a bit flexible with my hours to a certain degree. And obviously I do my own stuff as well. And I still like set to myself, even though I'm working from home, even though I can be a bit more flexible with my hours that I'm going to work around the nine to five, just so that I have that schedule in place and give myself a little bit of structure and a little bit of sanity so that I have, I know outside of the nine to five, that's when I can work out. That's when I can relax. That's when I can, I can see my friends. That's when I can talk to my parents now that I'm not living with them. Um, Just finding like a structure that works well for you, but also being fluid in that structure. I really like how you kind of set like these intentions and like these goals for the month I do the same thing and I even do it on I do it on a weekly basis on my podcast and I verbally say it and then I kind of have like my audience to hold me accountable um but and then I like will go back and I'll be like yeah I didn't really get my eight hours of sleep last week so it's gonna be my goal again and this is my tip on how I'm going to try to achieve it Mm -hmm. but I think really being aware of what your goals are, how come you may have or may not have reached it? Um, What can you do to change your mindset around that? Um, What steps can we take to ensure that we're able to move towards achieving it? Maybe we're not going to achieve it this month. Maybe we'll achieve it in three months, six Mm -hmm. months, but what steps can we start to implement? Because at the end of the day, you do need to be a bit more responsible. Yeah, I agree with that. And I also think that like, and I know we're both type A, so this is probably, (laughs) you know, some people this just wouldn't work for. But my advice, especially if like, you're at a point in your life where you feel like you need to take life more seriously, like, I don't know, especially after the summer when we're all having so much fun and and that's great. And I think it's super important to have times like that. I'm Mm -hmm. not hating on like having fun, but I do think for me, there's always kind of that like come to Jesus where I'm like, okay, I need to like get back on top of my shit, 
take care of this week? Like, what do I really need to get done? What, again, what are my priorities? And I think with everything, having that schedule, like scheduling mm-hmm. is my jam. That's, I do it with like work, but I think so many people think of scheduling as like, that's how you like do the not fun stuff. It's like the work, the, you know, the, the obligations are what you have to schedule. But I think you, you can get so much more out of life if you're scheduling in things that kind of jam pack your day with like all the good stuff, including like self-care and your workout and like all of that's in your schedule because then you don't have hours of the day where you're kind of like scrolling on social media and you're like, what should I be doing right now? Oh, I should probably cook dinner. It's like, no, you knew you were going to cook dinner during that time. And then like, you're going to eat dinner and then you're going to, oh yeah, you're going to take like a nice bath and that's great. And it's like, you kind of never have that downtime where you feel unfulfilled because you're doing things that you've already put aside for yourself. Um, but yeah, of, of course, fluidity with that too, because, um, there are times where you just don't want to do what you had scheduled and that's also mm-hmm. fine. But I think like having this structure, it's really good for days where you're feeling a little, you know, more anxious or like, you know, you don't feel very good about the choices that you made the day before or whatever. And you want to get back on track to have that schedule mapped out is really helpful. And the nine to five thing, I commend you for that because it's taken me a long time to like, with the schedule flexibility that I have to really get on track and feel like I finally feel like over the past couple of months, I have like a really good work schedule. Um, but it took me a long time to get there. I would be working at the most random times and then probably like way overworking. And, you know, it's just, it's important to have that, that cutoff at certain times where you're like, okay, now I'm doing something else. Yeah. I feel like I've think I established that when I was at Laurier, my old university, like all my friends would stay up till God knows when studying. And for me, my cutoff time, unless like I really felt like behind for say like studying for an exam or behind on a deadline for an assignment or something, I really cut off work when I was going to have dinner. So I ate dinner at around like seven or eight. That's like when I ate at school. And after that, like the minute I went to go make dinner, that was the last time I did work. And anytime after dinner, before I went to bed, that was time for me to relax. That was time for me to see friends or talk to friends. That was time if I wanted to scroll mindlessly on TikTok or Instagram. Well, TikTok wasn't a thing back then, but Instagram or watch YouTube videos or Netflix, like that's when I did it. And I think Mm -hmm. it's really important to set those boundaries because I do sometimes, I still do this, but I really try not to. And I try to keep my computer out of my room. I would get like random bursts of like productivity and like motivation to work. And like, it could be like midnight on a Saturday. I'm like, I feel like doing this work and like, I'll be like on my bed with my computer doing away work and that's okay to happen occasionally. But I think it's really important to set those boundaries so that it's not happening, happening time and time again, because life is worth living, but I really do like the scheduling thing. Like that's what I do. I actually feel like I have had that happen to me so much lately where I'll wake – it's actually like – it's been very weird. I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll have like this idea that I'm like Mm – I think it's because I have a lot of things that are like really in the works right now from Mm -hmm. a a bunch of different angles. So I feel like during one given day, I'm never able to think about all of them. It's like I'm always kind of focusing on a couple. And so then sometimes randomly, I don't know what will wake me up, but I'm like, oh my God. Or like, you know, my boyfriend will like move and I'll wake up and then I, but then I can't go back to sleep because I'm thinking about like whatever's happening. And so my biggest thing has been keeping like a notebook next to my bed and just writing it down because 
and not allowing myself to grab my computer or like my iPad mm-hmm. or whatever and actually do the work. Cause then it's like the screen, it's this whole thing, you know, you're like kind of screwed. You're not going to fall back asleep. So I try, it actually does help because then at least you don't like forget the idea. You're like, I still wrote it down. It's there in the morning for me to deal with, but that way you're not like, you know, fully trying to take care of it. Cause I've been having that. It's funny that you brought that up because that <laughs> never used to happen to me. Like I could sleep through the night, no problem all the time. But lately it's like every other night I'm up for like an hour, just mind racing. So the notebook's been really helpful. And it also like takes the stress out of it. Cause you're like morning Kira can take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> Nighttime Kira needs to go back to sleep. <laughs> yes. And like that um, strategy can even help with anxious thoughts about anything. Um, one of the therapists I went to told me like if I wake up in the middle of the night with like my mind racing, like whether it be thinking about like what's going to happen the next day or like something that I'm anxious about, just to gra- have a notebook next to my bed, write in it whatever is on my mind, whether it be an idea for something, whether it be anxious thoughts, kind of like a mind up situation and just like picture the thoughts like leaving your body and just entering the page. It really helps and you can look back on it. You can choose not to. If it's an idea for something, maybe you want to look back on it. Right. Totally. (laughs) But that idea is super – that helps a lot, especially like stay away from your screens at night. Really stay away. (laughs) No, truly. I like have my phone. We don't have any screens in our room. I have my phone – I don't allow a TV in my room, which for me is not hard because like growing up, I never had TV in my room. So I'm not used to it. I feel like my boyfriend like used to fall asleep with the TV on. So it's he like would like to have one in the room. I'm like, no. And then my phone, I charge in my kitchen, which I live in a one bedroom apartment in New York. So it's not like my kitchen is that far from my room, but it's Mm -hmm. still no screen in my room. The only screen I have is like my Kindle, but I feel like that doesn't really count because it's not like the crazy blue light in my eyes. But yeah, I think that that's, it definitely makes a big difference, especially like with how quickly I can fall asleep because you're not like reeling from, you know, whatever you were doing all day long and on your phone. Yeah, for sure. How do you incorporate healthy habits into your workday and and be consistent with them? Because I feel like a lot of people will start to incorporate these things like say working out or going for a walk or journaling and then they get super overwhelmed and life gets busy and they don't know how to find that balance again. So how do you incorporate these healthy habits? Because I feel like you're really good at it. Yeah. So with healthy habits, I think I try to be good about it. I think it obviously helps that I work from home um, because I'm able to like have access to things more readily. But I do think even when I worked at Equinox, you know, there's ways that you can prepare yourself for the day. The number one thing I always say, it's like the simplest thing, but water, like it changes everything for me, especially if I'm super sleepy in the morning, like just chugging water while I'm starting work, it really wakes me up. And obviously coffee too. Like I'm, I'm big caffeine person, but it, mm-hmm. it, it, the water itself, like it almost like I can feel my brain cells like hydrating or something like it's <laughs> that, like being able to, I don't know, focus better. So I think that that's a big one and it goes a long way because you're sitting at your desk for so long. If you always have water there, you're obviously going to drink way more water than if you didn't have a cup on your desk. Um, I also think like with the workout and the movement, aspect of things. I like to try to move during the middle of the day, um, go for a walk. Like I have a dog, so take him out and maybe make like a couple blocks out of it, but it doesn't always happen. So, um, and I know, especially I haven't had like a true winter in four or five years, but I know I'm going to be in like full winter mode soon in New York. So I doubt I'll be like wanting to 
trudge around all, all over the place. But, um, I think that if you can, and you have the time and you need like a little Mm -hmm. reset, that's a great way to just like get your blood flowing again. Um, but for workouts, I always work out in the morning and that's because I know that if I don't do it, then it just never really will happen. Like every once in a while I can, but it's not in my DNA to like do a workout after work. So I think just knowing when, when you will work out, because some people love to do it after work, but like knowing when you'll actually make it happen and then kind of like setting that into your routine is super helpful. Um, and I like doing it in the morning too, because again, it wakes me up. So then by the time I like sit down, you know, work, get to work, I'm, I've already had quite a few hours under my belt and like moved my body, drank my water, had some breakfast, gotten ready. Um, so I think that that's a lot of it. And then something I could be better at, but I I do pretty well most of the time is like eating well throughout the day. Um, because I know like the day can really get away from you and lunch is really hard during work days because you're like, unfortunately, like in our corporate culture and just like Mm -hmm. work culture in general, we don't really have like the lunch break that I think everyone once did. So it's kind of like, okay, eat at your desk while you like keep working. And I work for myself and I still do that. So um, I just try to make sure I'm eating something like that's not just like carbs and something that has like protein and fat that will like really get my brain going and kind of keep me full and keep me focused. Um, But yeah, I think those are like the main healthy habits that I have during the day. The other thing, I guess this is kind of like wellness related, but it's also just like productivity focused sitting somewhere designated to do my work has been Mm -hmm. like game changing it's so tempting at home I mean we all know this after being home for so long but like there's such a difference in my day if I like remove myself from my apartment and we have like co-working space downstairs or like now that we can go to coffee shops like doing that um if I'm sitting on my couch it's just a fully different type of day for me so it's really it's important to like get out of your element and have your designated workspace. Yeah, I'm 110% behind the designated workspace. I have a desk in my – my desk is actually in my kitchen because my apartment came – it's two bedrooms and a den, but the den is so dark and I just – I couldn't work in there and I found myself coming out here and sitting like on my couch and like that's not a really good place to like always work. So I always think like having a designated space, whether it be a desk that's in a room separate to your bedroom, if you can have that, a co-working space. I'm a part of a gym that has a co-working space. So sometimes I'll take a class and then I'll stay there and work in the co-working space or going to coffee shops even for half a day um, really, really helps. And it kind of like changes your environment. It resets and refreshes you, re-energizes you, I find. And it's also nice to get out of the, your little shoebox shoe of an apartment. <laughs> totally. And like the even just the fresh air of like walking there and walking back, even if it's not far, it's just we need that. Like I can't tell you how many times during the height of lockdown where like I would literally wake up after like I would have a full day and wake up the next day and be like, oh my God, I didn't leave the house one time yesterday. Like didn't mm-hmm. even step outside. And that's just so bad. <laughs> so like yes. I really try to make the effort to like – See the outdoors, even if it's cold, just have the fresh air and and kind of like remember that there's a world outside of our buildings. Oh my God, a hundred percent. Before we wrap it up, what is one piece of advice you want to leave the listeners with? If they didn't listen to anything from this podcast episode and they only are listening to this, what do you want to leave them with? Oh my gosh. All right. I would <laughs> say um, that 
well, I imagine that everyone listening is, you know, similar demographic to the cacti demographic because Lanny and I have very similar concepts that we talk about Mm -hmm. and promote. But um, I would say like, don't ever let anyone tell you that you can't have it all because I really believe that you can find like true success and happiness in everything you do, whether it be wellness, your career, you know, your friendships, your relationships, all of that builds off of each other. And I think it all starts within us and within our mindset. So, I mean, just like listening to Lanny and listening to this type of content is such a good way to start kind of like getting your mind right. But I think there's so much negativity in the world and you have to tune it out. And I think that'd be my biggest piece of advice is like, know that you can have whatever you want, as long as you're willing to do the work and like put yourself in the right situations. So yeah, I love that. I love it so much. That's literally (laughs) what I would say. I feel like everyone has a scarcity mindset. It's like, no, honey, abundance. There's enough for everyone. Right. I totally agree. But it takes being around the right kind of people for that to like really come through. So I think, you know, just take responsibility for your environment and and make sure that you're surrounding yourself with a good support system is also important. Yes, so important. And Kira, plug yourself out. Where can the listeners find you? How can they get a hold of Cacti Wellness Collective? Give it all. Okay, so Cacti Wellness Collective is downloadable in the App Store for Android, iPhone, everywhere. Um, And then you can kind of find all my links on my Instagram at cacti, C-A-C-T-I wellness or at cacti app. Basically go there and everything that you could possibly need will be linked. So that's the easiest (laughs) way to do it. But I look forward to seeing you over on Instagram. Awesome. And it will all be linked in the show notes. So if you didn't catch that or you're not sure and or you're lazy like me and want to click on a link, you can go to the show notes. But thank you so much, Kira, for coming on Morning Ray. It was a pleasure having you on. Thank you. This was so much fun. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. I love you guys so much and we'll chat soon. Bye, guys. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! <sighs> and this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.